something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge this season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to This Day in History class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. Today is June 3rd, 2019. The day was June 3, 1943. About 50 sailors from the U.S. Naval Reserve Armory in Chavez Ravine in Los Angeles carried clubs and other makeshift weapons as they went through neighborhoods near the armory. They attacked anyone who was wearing a zoot suit, which was a baggy suit popular among jazz musicians and in communities of color. For days, Servicemen, police officers, and civilians beat and harassed Mexican-Americans in Los Angeles. There were no deaths, but about 100 Mexican-Americans were injured and 100 were arrested, while about 16 servicemen were injured and 50 non-Latino servicemen and civilians were arrested. A zoot suit consists of loose trousers, a long jacket with wide padded shoulders and wide lapels, a brimmed hat, and a long watch chain. The get-up grew out of the drape suits that were popular in dance halls in Harlem in the mid-1930s. Zoot suits were sort of a political statement because wearing so much fabric seemed wasteful and irresponsible at a time when there were wartime rations on fabric. In the 1940s, Zoot suits 
spread from Black communities to Latino communities and other groups. In Mexican-American communities, the Pachuco counterculture movement embraced the zoot suit. For people who were part of this culture, wearing a zoot suit was also a fashion and social statement that emphasized rebellion and community inclusion. To many people who were outside of the culture, pachucos were perceived as thugs or too ostentatious for their social status. In 1942, the Wartime Productions Board banned a lot of extra features on clothing, then banned the production of zoot suits altogether. But some tailors kept making them, and they were still legal to wear. Along with stereotypes of Mexican-Americans who faced discrimination in media and in daily life, came judgment about the types of people who wore zoot suits. Many people thought of Mexican-Americans and those who wore zoot suits, especially as criminals and delinquents. The zoot suit became a sign of suspicion. In 1943, Los Angeles was full of service members from the U.S. military. The Naval and Marine Corps Reserve Center in Chavez Ravine, or the Naval Reserve Armory, was located in a part of the city that was mostly Mexican. Many service members thought that wearing zoot suits was an affront, considering wartime rationing. The idea that zoot suiters were draft dodgers was also floating around. Zoot suit wearers were viewed by many as antagonists, and immigrants in general were looked down upon in the sentiment of the day. Mexican-Americans and service members were often at odds and fought with each other. By the spring of 1943, there were about two or three fights between people in each group every day. These small but frequent conflicts escalated into a larger one that became known as the Zoot Suit Riots. On May 30th, 1943, a sailor left a fight between Zoot Suiters and sailors with a broken jaw. This fight is theoretically the inciting incident for the riots that began on June 3rd, when sailors attacked people wearing zoot suits. In the following days, the violence spread. Service members beat zoot suiters and stripped off their clothes. Police officers arrested some of the people who had been beaten. Thousands more people joined the mobs who were punishing people for wearing zoot suits or donning related hairstyles. In addition to Mexican-Americans, Black people and Filipinos were also attacked. Cab drivers gave service people free rides, so more came to the city from throughout Southern California. The violence made its way from downtown Los Angeles to Watts, East Los Angeles, and other nearby neighborhoods. Some people did fight back, but the violence was largely perpetrated by the service members. Police officers mainly protected the service members and arrested many of the victims. Local officials did little to stop the violence and service members did not face serious consequences. Many news reports implied that the violence was justified. The conflict basically ended on June 8th when service members were kept from leaving bases and soldiers and sailors were barred from entering downtown Los Angeles. The next day, the Los Angeles City Council banned people from wearing zoot suits in public, and anyone who did would get 30 days in jail. Two committees were formed to investigate the riots. The Citizens Committee report found that race prejudice was part of the cause of the riots. It also said that the poor living conditions many Mexican-Americans face contributed to any delinquency, and that the problem of juvenile delinquency in general was not confined to any race. 
but the report did not address the violent actions of the service members. Zoot suit riots later happened in other cities in the United States. Zoot suiters later became leaders in the Chicano movement and were active in other fights for social justice. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to learn more about the riots, listen to the episode of Stuff You Missed in History class called Zoot Suit Riots. And if you can't get enough history, check out Unpopular, a new podcast that I host about people in history who challenge the status quo and how their stories can help us think about protest, dissent, and change in today's societies. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tail. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge the season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.